You have seen some cryptic tweets coming from me as of recent. Now you're starting to learn a little bit about what I learned over the course of the weekend. It has been an absolute wild ride when it comes to this entire story. There's more continuing to come out. There was one report that came out that vindicated Michigan, but one that also seemed to vindicate Ohio State. We're going to get into all of it on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday. We are back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. First off, I want to thank all the people who came up and introduced themselves to me as I was uh, coming to the game and being at the game and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, if I was a little bit more like brusque than I would, <laughs> maybe I'm on here. It's because my lens broke, my main lens, my Sigma 120 to 300 decided it didn't work. I found that out as I started at the game. So thankfully that's in for repair. Hopefully it'll be done before Penn state, but my apologies to anyone that felt like I didn't like, wasn't like wanting to be very conversive or chatty. I was trying to, I spent the whole pregame trying to figure out what was going on and what to do, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, um, so the empire strikes back the Zendaya smirk, all of these different things that, uh, you've seen me kind of put out there, uh, even the Hamilton wait for it was those were all just kind of clues. OK, uh, so uh, I that's funny because obviously we did a podcast since the first Zendaya smirk uh, that I posted, which was happened to coincide with a Blake Corum touchdown. That was purely accidental. I just got done having a conversation that uh, alluded me to kind of where we sit today. And then the uh, so I, I put it back out there after someone said, I know you're not talking about the Blake Corum touchdown. I'm like, you're right. Okay, let's, let's redo it. And then I thought of the Empire Strikes Back as being, uh, being a more appropriate uh, response. And then today I, I put the Hamilton wait for it. That still stands, right? Because this is just the beginning. So here's where we're at at the moment. If you've been following along with everything I've been saying for the last couple weeks, right? It was what? I don't even know how many Wednesdays ago. <laughs> the Wednesday after all of this started, Two weeks ago-ish, I guess. A week and a half, two and a half. I don't even know. Uh, I had told you that teams trade signals, and that's a thing. Okay? So I I had told you that. And now the AP comes out and says that these teams were trading more so amongst each other, which uh, is a potential violation of the Big Ten sportsmanship policy, which just so happens to be what Jim Harbaugh is supposedly going to be uh, suspended under is the fact that they say he that that is the mechanism that they can use to suspend Jim Harbaugh is the Big Ten sportsmanship policy. So funny that now right now is just this vague nebulous thing. There are it's not like the, the in this report, it doesn't give you a number of schools or any names. It is uh, I, I will tell you this. It's three schools. You'll know the names shortly when those come out. And uh, it, uh, it'll just be what it is, okay? So we'll just wait for that to, to come out before we just start to discuss it. It will drop before too long. I don't know if it's going to drop tonight. I don't know if it's going to drop Tuesday or Wednesday. But at some point, there will be names named, more details, all of that stuff. That kind of somewhat at least, because remember, it isn't Connor Stant. Like, there's two things here. 
it's not about sign stealing. It's about methodology of sign stealing. Okay. So if Connor Stallion's sending people to, you know, non-staffers to the games is a, uh, you know, if, if you're starting to say, okay, well, they're staffers because he, he, he hired them, right? If, if that's the allegation and that makes them staffers, then if you are attaining signs from another school, as Brian Cook tweeted, wouldn't that make that other person a staffer of the school they're not belonging to, but the ones that gave you the signs, right? We're talking about methodology. Number two, this is uh, just another reminder. This whole thing has been a political hit job. I don't care what Reese Davis goes on Paul Feinbaum and says, and says the media doesn't have it out for Jim Harbaugh. Well, maybe you don't think so, but you clearly, A, haven't been paying attention to how political hit jobs work. And B, you're just, you're being very uncritical of the way that all of this has gone down. And now you're seeing Michigan essentially striking back uh, because as Larry Lage, who is hilariously being called a Michigan fan reporter, who actually literally was Sparty, he went to Michigan State. He literally was the Sparty mascot. Uh, Larry is uh, is one who asks very critical questions of Jim Harbaugh and players and all of that kind of stuff, right? So uh, he he reports that there's going to be more more reporters that are out there that are gonna drop more inform information about this whole thing. But Larry Lage reported that it was uh, a former Big Ten staffer who was a sign stealer who feels that Jim Harbaugh is being treated unfairly in all of this. And to, to the untrained eye that might look like, oh, you know, like I said, see Ohio State people being like, oh, he's treating treated unfairly and making fun of it. Listen, inside these football programs, maybe not inside the athletic departments, but inside these football programs, they understand like what's real and what's not real, right? They understand like the benefits, the, the, the drawbacks. They understand what their teams do. They understand, all, you know, what other teams do, all of these things. And it really, when you understand that sign stealing and going kind of a little bit above and beyond and all of these things is pretty commonplace. Hence, that's why I've been hammering that quote time and time again. All right. So once you understand that, you, you sit there and think, then why are all these people that are sitting in glass houses just throwing stones? Well, partially because they didn't expect Michigan to fight back. Right? The, the whole goal is to get Jim Harbaugh suspended. That's, again, I know, I know I've said this a million times over. The whole goal was to get Jim Harbaugh away from, you know, extricated from Michigan. That was the goal. And they've come very close to succeeding in that goal. And as far as it kind of everything kind of turns here, it looked like I was led to believe over the weekend that the plan was for the Big Ten to to make that happen today. And then this morning, driving from the camera repair shop in Wyandotte to uh, to Ann Arbor, it's it's dropped that. Oh, they're they're going to wait. They're going to let Michigan respond. Now, you connect those dots now and you say, I wonder why, because in the AP reporting, the Big Ten and the NCAA both have this information now. Okay. Mutually assured destruction it is. That's, and Michigan is, this is not any, by anywhere close what Michigan has, okay? The Empire Strikes Back. This is, maybe, this is Hoth, okay? This is Hoth. The rest of the movie takes place 
much more off. I mean, granted, Hoth is actually a bit, pretty prominent part of the movie, but you know, we're we're nowhere near Cloud City, is what I'm trying to say. We're we're not hanging out on an asteroid, you know, and all of that, finding gun darks and stuff like that. We're we're not the, anywhere close to any of that. Now that said, as I described to uh, to to a friend of mine earlier today, Michigan wants peace. Think of it in terms of a battle. Michigan just wants peace. Those who are pushing for Michigan's destruction here do not. They want destruction. Michigan has decided it is now time for us to find a way to get peace. Once we can get to that point, and peace also means a little bit of restoration. You know, the name has been sullied. Once they reach that point, then perhaps there's some ammunition. There's some some different, you know, articles of war that will not be utilized. But until Michigan gets satisfaction here, it's going to use multiple things at their disposal. I know of a couple other things now. Obviously, I'm not going to share them. You will see them if and when they come out. And maybe a year down the road when it's well past, if the NCAA is backed off completely and all of that kind of stuff, then we will, then, then at that point, We'll share, uh, but hopefully it will just come out and then we can just talk about it. Okay. So that's going to be the goal. Uh, we're going to move on to the next couple pieces of information. The Big 10 had a further response other than this morning. And then the perfect, the chef's kiss to it all that dropped pretty much simultaneously. We're going to get to all that here in just a moment. But before we do, now is the time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, much like Samaj Morgan with his just absolutely electric uh, end round, I, I think is what it was. I haven't watched the replay, so I just saw what I saw through Patrick Barron's 600-millimeter lens, which means I didn't see a lot of it. Uh, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, something I had searched for for years and years and finally found it. Absolutely amazing. Michigan was not having the best day. Uh, certainly was the better team, but just not having a perfect good day. Perhaps that had something to do with Ryan Walters also knowing Michigan signs. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, but uh, Samaj Morgan on a, uh, on a fake one way, takes it the other way, outruns everybody for the long touchdown, essentially fully putting the, the game away from Purdue. Athletic Brewing Company, just like that, has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning, and they beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. Think about how good that's got to be, right? Like, think about it. Something that's beating out actual beer, and it just it still has that taste. And guess what? The great part of it is no hangovers ever. You can find Athletic in store, online, and at bars around the country. I have seen it uh, at the local Kroger uh, in Milford. So there are certainly places that you can go and find it in this general area. So you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or you can buy it online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use the code LOCKDOWN to get 15% off of your first online order. That's code LOCKDOWN at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. All right, let's continue on here. So this is just poetic justice in a way. Big Ten 
drops. Uh, Brett McMurphy was the kind of first, I think, and then a bunch of other people confirmed. You saw like Nicole Auerbach, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, and all that. I'm sure, some of you have uh, thoughts about that, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we found out that the Big Ten is issuing. I don't remember how it was phrased, but something like essentially a notice of uh, potential punishment. Like, hey, it's coming down right now. So they gave Michigan 48 hours about 10 minutes or so after the AP story drops. Then the Big Ten, I guess, decided, hey, Michigan, it's time to let you know. It's coming down. Hammer's coming down. At basically the same time, basically the same time, you get an article from Ross Dellinger and Dan Wetzel saying that the NCAA has found no connection with Jim Harbaugh and Connor Stallions. Funny. Almost like we've been saying that for over two weeks now. (laughs) And yet, because the Big Ten dropped that little, hey, we're dropping a notice of intent to to punish here, they're able to put in there, well, the NCAA didn't find anything, but the Big Ten's looking at doing it anyway. So what are we doing here, right? Like, what, what are we doing here? This is just absolutely... It's it's a clown show. So I don't know how uh, how much of the Big Ten knew what was going on. If that you know again, we said like the forty eight hour delay. Maybe that was because of the other thing. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they're just sitting there with their heads in the sand and just kind of learning all of this news in real time. Maybe I don't know. Uh, again, the the AP article said the NCAA and the Big Ten has this, but at at this point. Because, again, if they want an indefinite suspension for Jim Harbaugh, they're going to have to get all the uh, university presidents on the same page or something like a quorum or something like 70% of them to agree. Uh, You may be taking three of those presidents out, and you might be convincing some others, and especially if certain teams are starting to look inside of their glass house, they may be starting to wonder, is that really a good idea? Now I'm hearing the NCAA is saying that Jim Harbaugh had no connection, according to what we found in our investigation thus far. And Michigan fired. Oh, actually, sorry, they didn't fire. They, they uh, Connor Stallions resigned. So what are, what are we doing here? I mean, that's, that's the big question kind of in general. What are we doing here? To me, that was the coup de grace. Honestly, I did not expect that news to come out today. The other stuff I expected. I was sitting there waiting on it. Honestly, I was expecting names to be named. I already have a, have a pre-write on all of that. But I was not expecting at all this other part that came out. So I do know, again, some more things that are kind of coming down the pike. And I'm just curious to see where it goes. But there is the other thing that Dellinger and Wetzel have had a bit, very busy day today. Uh, they, they are saying that the NCAA has uh, notified the Big Ten that Ohio State has no, no part in the Michigan sign stealing investigations. Now, that does fly in the face of what I've heard, so I'm waiting to see some evidence there because I had confirmed with a rock-solid source over the weekend that Ohio State 100% had to do something with it. Now, does that mean... Well, they should say that Ryan Day and his family have had nothing to do with it, according to the Yahoo article. Now, with that in mind, is does that just mean that there's a couple degrees of separation or something like that? Certainly possible, okay? Um, so I, I think that with that, we just kind of have to lie and wait and see what comes out and see what Michigan comes out with. Again, they have a, a truckload of ammunition ready to go. They had an, at this, t- like, 
basically this time last week. They had they had weaponry, they had no ammunition, and they're like they're just sitting there pointing to the sky and saying, you know, what are we going to do with all of this? I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do with all of this. Now they've got a warehouse full of ammunition. I am telling you, it is it's some of it is really good. Okay, so. We'll find out how much ends up getting used. Because, again, Michigan wants peace. Michigan isn't trying to burn down everything. But they are going to go for mutually assured destruction if the, if the Big Ten is going to continue pushing on this. This is a war on two fronts. Right now, the war is on the Big Ten. There is the war against the NCAA. That's going to be the slow-burning war, okay? Right now, that's not, the, that's not the priority. The priority is the war on the Big Ten, of course. So we will see how how exactly they go about uh, essentially assuring that they have peace. I think this was a great shot across the bow. And it's basically letting the Big Ten know, if you want to press on, we we can go all day, right? We're Captain America. I could do this all day. We can. And it's you, you clearly, Tony Petiti, are not Greg Sankey. You're not going to sit there and say, hey, everyone, just fall in line. We're going to work this out. No, th- this is going to be an airing of grievances that is very public. And it's going to be rock solid. The, the things that I have heard are rock solid, at least so I've been told. I have not seen them, so I can't say for sure. But there's going to be a lot of cope. You're, starting, you're already starting to see that on social media. There's a lot of cope. And, uh, and a lot of people that aren't going to believe what's coming out, but names will be named. Records will be shown. These things will come out. Everyone's on the same page at Michigan right now. From, from the lowest staffer to Jim Harbaugh, to Ward Manuel, to Santa Ono, they're all pulling in the same direction right now, much like the team, the change in the team, culture change. We'll see if that continues. So that's that though. We're going to move on to just a couple little things here uh, that came out of the press conference. Ric Flair was there for an NIL. And it turns out I, I learned it's an NIL reason that he was there. Uh, and uh, so we'll talk a little bit about Jim Harbaugh's excitement about that. And Michigan playing the villain. They are embracing that. How fitting. Ric Flair comes and now they're embracing the idea of being the villain. We'll get to that in just a moment. Before we do, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's super easy to create a job on LinkedIn Jobs. You just have to go in, fill out a few prompts, done, purple hashtag hiring frame. You can add to your profile, let every single person know that you are hiring. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Just like Michigan's dipped into the transfer portal to get a Josh Wallace, to get a Ernest Hausman or a Ladarius Henderson, you, can, you and your company can dip into your own transfer portal, help your company win their own championship. That's how powerful LinkedIn Jobs is. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
I do appreciate all the people who want two shows a day. I don't know how long you've been listening, but <laughs> talk about a pipe dream. Uh, I don't have enough material to go two shows a day, right? Like we've we've got enough for for a show a day, so we'll, we're gonna stick to that. Now, if there is like an emergency situation, say like I post this, and then like an hour suddenly something big happens, then we can we can run another one. But generally, or if I get like a lot of juicy intel, I might save it for the next day, right? Like if if they say like yeah, it's gonna be like run, you know this thing's gonna happen in like three days, then you know there's no rush for it. But uh, nonetheless, so Ric Flair, I'm sitting there. I got to Ann Arbor super early and someone said, look, who's around the corner. And I'm thinking it's going to be like, oh, is Pete Thamel here or something like that. Go and look around the corner. There's Ric Flair in a fancy jacket. I'm sure you saw the picture on Twitter that uh, he posted with him and Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Jim Harbaugh spoke ad nauseum about the fact that he was there and just how like he, op- he had an opening statement about how excited he was that Ric Flair was there. He said the first time he ever went backstage to anything was uh, to a wrestling match, uh, and you got to meet Ric Flair and everything back when he was with the Bears. So uh, pretty, pretty cool that um, for that he gets to like be a friend with someone that he kind of looked up to as, as a younger, a younger guy, young player, still an NFL player, but a young player. Uh, but then after that, we 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 got Zach Zinter and we got Jalen Harrell, and both of them saying like, you know what, we we embrace the idea of being the villain. Right. If everyone's going to come after us with all of this stuff, all this outside noise, uh, I, I think it was uh, Jalen Harrell said, sometimes the villain beats the superhero. Right. The villain wins sometimes. So by all means, cast us as the villain. Like they, they stop short of like they're still saying one track mind. They're still saying stuff like that. OK, but um, it's still, you know, it, it still feels like that's the type of thing that they say. Right. The thing that they say to, to us. But then off the field, they're like, yeah, let's, you know, we're going to we're going to go after them. Now, this is why. Also, though, it's like you, you don't want Michigan to press too hard. I feel like maybe that was part of the Purdue game to some degree. But like, you just don't want to press too hard. You don't want to go out, you know, feel like, OK, we, we really need to take that level of control and uh, really, you know, like, yes, you do want to, as Don Brown used to say, solve your problems with aggression. I know he's persona non grata around here for the most part. I still love Don Brown. But um, you you need to do it in a powerful fashion. Now, again, I want to remind you, Penn State, there, there are some special plans for Penn State that Penn State likely can't prepare for. And unless there's something really nefarious going on, I don't think that Penn State's involved in that personally. Uh, if there is some things I've heard, but, uh, we will see, uh, nonetheless, I, I, I feel really good about the idea that Michigan's going to go out there. Michigan's going to embrace this idea of being the villain and say it just, they need that shoulder chip, right? It's hard to have a chip on your shoulder when you're the two time big 10 champion. But as Jim Harbaugh said after the game, like this is a priceless gift. It is because it really like this is a t- Michigan for the longest time. It including near the beginning of one like the Jim Harbaugh era didn't take very long for them to kind of just be like, we're just going to go in there. We're going to be at you. Just go ahead and lay down. Right. Like just think about all the the storied history of this program. OK. And another team punches them in the mouth. They're like, what are you doing? You're supposed to lay down. And this Michigan team, not this one, but the that those Michigan teams, even in the mid 2010s. 
we're just kind of like, oh, you're going to hit us back. Okay, well, right this way, sir. Just go ahead and would you like a, would you like some caviar on your way to the end zone? Uh, this is not that Michigan team. Already wasn't. But on top of it, this is a Michigan team that just wants to absolutely pulverize you. And we talked on Saturday night, Sunday morning, about how Michigan had its basically its worst game outside of the Bowling Green game on uh on Saturday against Purdue and still won by 28 points. I mean, if if that's bad, I mean, we've seen the good, but now they've got to show it against a real real opponent. Not saying Rutgers wasn't a real real opponent, I think Rutgers actually is. That's weird to say, but that's true. Um Michigan's also played like a different team on the road. Like it's it's so funny how that script is flipped. Used to be Michigan was going to go play whoever close. I've seen Michigan play Rutgers close on the road, right? This is just that's how that Mich- those Michigan teams were built for the longest time. Yeah, they they all would also go to Rutgers and win seventy eight to nothing, but they would also go to triple overtime with Rutgers. Okay, so you know, a couple overtime games against Indiana, not good Indiana teams, stuff like that. So this is a different one. We've seen Michigan go on the road and just thrive. They know that this is the moment they've been waiting for. Penn State's already had a moment they've been waiting for, and they lost against Ohio State. How is Penn State going to respond if Michigan goes in and punches them in the mouth? Now, offensive line needs to be better. J.J. McCarthy needs to be better. Run game needs to be better. A lot to be alarmed about coming out of the Purdue game. That said, mostly things have been good. Now, we have seen sometimes things to be alarmed about, and they turn out to be glaring weaknesses. I don't think that's the case here, but we'll find out as we go along. But it's good that they have the motivation and that they can move forward that way. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back on Tuesday as the saga continues. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back then. Peace. Peace.